Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be Mosiah chapter 20. Now, there was a place in Shemlon where the daughters of the Lamanites did gather themselves together to sing and to dance and to make themselves merry. So remember that the priests of Noah have continued to flee into the wilderness, so they're nowhere to be found. And now they're off by themselves, and they're probably getting a little bit lonely here. So here's the incident that happens next. And Hugh Nibley has some interesting insights as to what's going on here. Verse 2, And it came to pass that there was one day a small number of them gathered together to sing and to dance. I'm assuming this was probably a, a laurel activity or something, where the uh, Lamanites were gathered together. Uh, this may have been a religious ritual that they're performing, actually. And now the priests of King Noah, being ashamed to return to the city of Nephi, yea, and also fearing that the people would slay them, therefore they durst not return to their wives and their children. And having tarried in the wilderness, and having discovered the daughters of the Lamanites, they laid and watched them. And when they were but few of them gathered together to dance, they came forth out of their secret places and took them and carried them into the wilderness. Yea, twenty and four. Now, twenty-four is significant, and I'll explain that in a minute. Of the daughters of the Lamanites, they carried into the wilderness. Bride capture, this is Hugh Nibley, bride capture is in fact an old idea and was found throughout much of the ancient world, not just in Israel. The fact that two different Israelite groups practiced it at one on, on a one-time basis is not at all unexpected, particularly if the priests of Noah were acquainted with the story of Judges 19 through 21. Hugh Nibley also said that there were festival dances and competitions among girls. One girl to represent each month of the year, hence there's 12 girls, 12 months of the year, competing against each other would be 24. To compete against another girl, hence the reason for 24 maidens. He also indicated that the bridal veil came from capturing your bride with a net. Now, that's an interesting idea, isn't it? Verse 6, And it came to pass that when the Lamanites found that their daughters had been missing, they were angry with the people of Limhi, for they thought that, the people of, that it was the people of Limhi. Therefore they sent their armies forth, yea, even the king himself went before his people, and they went up to the land of Nephi to destroy the people of Limhi. And now Limhi had discovered them from the tower, even all their preparations for war did he discover, Therefore he gathered his people together and laid wait for them in the fields and in the forests. And it came to pass that when the Lamanites had come up, that the people of Limhi began to fall upon them from their waiting places and began to slay them. And it came to pass that the battle became exceedingly sore, for they fought like lions for their prey. And it came to pass that the people of Limhi began to drive the Lamanites before them, yet they were not half so numerous as the Lamanites, but they fought with, for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore they exerted themselves, and like dragons did they fight. And it came to pass that they found the king of the Lamanites among the numbers of their dead, yet he was not dead, having been wounded and left upon the ground, so speedily was the flight of his people. When the king fell, the battle was over. With the, with the fallen king, there was no more reasons to fight. That is why they made such a speedy retreat. It's kind of like playing chess, isn't it? And they took him and bound him up, bound up his wounds and brought him before Limhi and said, Behold, here is the king of the Lamanites. He, having received a wound, 
has fallen among their dead, and they have left him, and behold, we have brought him before you, and now let us slay him. The word checkmate means the king is dead. Here, Limhi's people have won the game and now want the king now want to kill the king. Verse 14, But Limhi said unto them, Ye shall not slay him, but bring him hither, that I may see him. And they brought him, and Limhi said unto him, What cause have ye to, bring, to come up to war against my people? Behold, my people have not broken the oath that I made unto you. Therefore, why should ye break the oath which ye made unto my people? Mormon is using this quote here, is quoting from the official record of the king, probably. Verse 15, And now the king said, I have broken the oath, because thy people did carry away the daughters of my people. Therefore, in my anger, I did cause my people to come up to war against thy people. And now Limhi had heard nothing concerning this matter. Therefore, he said, I will search among my people, and whosoever has done this thing shall perish. Therefore, he caused a search to be made among his people. Limhi's concern was not in the number killed in the battle, but in the breaking of an oath. Now, when Gideon had heard these things, he being the king's captain, he went forth and said unto him, unto the king, I pray thee, forbear, and do not search this people, and lay not this thing to their charge. Gideon, being the military man in charge of watching over the, the, over the city, would have seen anyone carrying 24 girls against their will into the city. Since this did not happen, he surmises that the priests of Noah did the deed. Hugh Nibley said, notice that he is being very realistic. These are the steps by which the problem is solved here. It's very touchy. So he's saying here, you know, let's think this through. Um, and so he's he's asking the king to to not be rash in his decisions here. Verse 18, for, for do ye not remember the priests of, their, of thy father, whom this people sought to destroy? And are they not in the wilderness? And are they not the ones who have, to, who have stolen the daughters of the Lamanites? And now behold, and tell the king of these things, that he may tell his people that they may be pacified towards us. For behold, they are already preparing to, to come against us. The Lamanites must have selected another king. They are still upset about the, the broken oath. And behold, also, there are but a few. Let's see, there are but a few of us. And behold, they come with their numerous hosts, and except the king doth pacify them towards us, we must perish. For are not the words of Abinadi fulfilled, which he prophesied against us, and all this because we would not hearken unto the words of the Lord, and turn from our iniquities? These people have not forgotten the words of Abinadi and are now returning to the Lord. Abinadi's prophecy was that if the people didn't repent, after being in bondage, they would be destroyed. And now let us pacify the king, and we fulfill the oath which we have made unto him. For it is better that we should be in bondage than that we should lose our lives. Therefore, let us put a stop to the shedding of so much blood. And now Limhi told the king all the things concerning his father and the priests that had fled into the wilderness. Into the wilderness and attributed the carrying away of their daughters to them. And it came to pass that the king was pacified toward his people, and he said unto them, Let us go forth to meet my people without arms, in other words, without weapons. And I swear unto you with an oath that my people shall not slay thy people. And it came to pass that they followed the king and went forth without arms to meet the Lamanites. And it came to pass that they did meet the Lamanites, and the king of the Lamanites did bow himself down before them and did plead in behalf of the people of Limhi. Both sides were being reasonable and avoided more conflict. Verse 26, And when the Lamanites saw the people of Limhi, that they were without arms, they had compassion on them and were pacified towards them and returned with their king in peace to their own land. The Lamanites are always more compassionate toward the Nephites than the other way around. I bear testimony of the truth of the gospel and of these things that we've talked about here. And 
And uh, we're still in captivity, but uh, that'll change here soon. I bear testimony of the truth of the Book of Mormon in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.